Welcome to this week's album, a book club but with music. Every Wednesday during a discussion that is streamed live on Twitch and YouTube, we discuss this week's album before then picking the album for the following week. Enjoy our discussion on this week's album. If you're listening on Spotify, you can listen to our Spotify exclusive episodes where you can hear some of the songs we discuss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's album. It's essentially a book club, but with music. This week we listen to the notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die. And I am with, once again, the wonderful Jacob Brockham-Schmidt and a special guest that will remain unnamed for now. Jake, how are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. Uh, after listening to this album, I'm ready to die. Oh no! Stop that! Stop. Oh, that was a joke. Stop that! I had to throw out the one good dad joke I had for this whole. Episode, yeah, you so. know this was a banger, and I'm like, I, like I know you're lying. I know you're lying. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be here. I. Uh, it was an interesting week. I'm excited. I I hyped this album and this week up a lot to our listeners because. The, nobody's really got to hear you talk about something you're passionate about like mm. they have with me so and after that album that featured mostly beethoven and some electric guitars uh we owed you one so yeah and i appreciate it yeah yeah for sure for anyone who didn't join us last week we uh we've been going week to week with our themes and uh piggy basically came up with the idea to give me a couple genres and me hit him with five people who fit those genres who I would listen to. And then he gave me a choice between two albums from people not on that list who he thought I would be interested in based on that list. It was basically a gut shot from Piggy. He gave me an Andre 3000 album, which was hard not to pick. Um, and then he gave me Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G. So being the <clears throat> obviously extremely hardcore man that I am, I went with Biggie because how can't you? Um, so we're going to find out why we call Piggy Big Papa here. <laughs> Do you want um, to introduce our guest that you know? Yeah, I can introduce well. our guest. Uh, this week we we have a very special guest. This may become a permanent fixture. It might not. We really haven't. Uh, Piggy and I are going to discuss this off air whether or not we'll keep this person on or not. But we're hoping we've got we've got hopeful things for him. So uh, without further ado, I'd like everyone to welcome our uh, third host here, Mr. Uh, Greg. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's a, a pleasure to be on the podcast here. Um, always want, first time listener or whatever. <laughs> first time hit listener, original. Long time, long, long time listener, first time caller. Oh, God. It's good to have you back, Greg. It really is. For any of our listeners who are new and maybe weren't here during Greg's little hiatus, Greg's been gone for a short while. Um, Greg is the the founder, the host, Piggy and I are just limping along. Just the uh, talent, Jake. We and you are. <laughs> no, no. We, and we all have missed Greg dearly. It's really great to have you back. Um, he's going to let Piggy wing it this week because he knows how much this means to Piggy. And then uh, well, next look, week, uh, you might actually, see it's, even Even on that note, I kind of wanted to acknowledge this that our job these have done without me, guys. Because um, it was fine, kind of interesting. Like, I, I wasn't expecting to be gone anytime soon. But remember, just coincidentally a week before this happened i said to you is that we really should teach us how to <laughs> yeah. set up the, the stream and the podcast and you did just just in case <laughs> yeah so like i said we, we spoke about it but then all of a sudden i had to leave so it was like right let me show you how to do it yeah um 
Why did you think yeah. of the intros, Greg? Yeah. Oh, yeah, how do we, how do, we do, Greg? Give yeah. us a rating. Yeah, shout us out, shout us out. <laughs> right, right. Uh, let's be honest, right? The first week was a bit messy. The first uh, it was it was a case that you just didn't really know what to do. And we never released a podcast that week, but there was no intention. It was going to be a stream only that week. It was just testing the waters. Then the next week is just went straight in, no kissing. He's done a great job from that week on. I was listening every week, actually. Um, some weeks I was listening in the stream, which is Notice Yourselves. I joined in with a chat once or twice. But then other than that, some weeks I was just listening on the podcast. Again, um, great job, guys, actually. Really good job. Thanks. We did our best. I'm Tiggy. So this is your year, is it? You're going to be the host for the rest of the year? Yeah. Well, I'd like to do the intros all the time now because me... <laughs> I, it's flawless. <laughs> Me and Jake, we have a routine. He can't stand for five, and I just go. You know, it's worked. <laughs> it's worked since then. I when I was um, so user doing the stream without me, and I went to do the podcast and like upload the podcast. And I honestly, God, thought I was going to have to do so much editing. But thankfully, guys, he's he's gave me an easy gig there. I didn't have to do much editing. Yeah, just one accidental YouTube video that needed to be removed and deleted, and then put back up. But other than that, we're good. Um, We've done all right. Yeah, Piggy. <laughs> the newest insane, edition. Yeah, the newest edition. If you guys ever, you're going to have to beg Piggy if you want the actual video to move. He has to swirl his mouse for some reason <laughs> to get the video to move, which is, you know, we've been limping it along. We're like the car that really needs an oil change, and we're just pouring Hershey syrup in the engine instead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As well, actually, I'll just kind of add on to that, right? So you have been the host without me. Um, but you've just been going straight from Zoom, where I have the the setup on OBS, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so I I think from next week I'll I'll start doing the the stream from OBS again as well, if you don't mind, just because the quality is a lot better there. Of course, no, and and we'll discuss layouts uh, because I think Piggy and I had talked about maybe if you could find a way to screen capture a small version of the playlist, it nice was really nice picture. to have have it the ready and just stick it in the corner somewhere. And yeah, you could put our pictures back up. It's like I said, I don't mind my picture being out there when it's just not the whole screen or when I'm frozen in a very awkward position because he's not moving his mouse. Yeah, I'm just um, looking at the stream there on the right and I, I it's just kind of strange watching me leaning forward and just freezing on the camera for a few <laughs> seconds. But look, yeah. I can never take said it because like last week, like, I have to keep moving the mouse and that's why we kind of put up the Spotify thing, which is kind of like me and Jack like, it's not a bad idea because I just couldn't be arsed moving the mouse all, over and over again. Fair enough. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yes, uh, Feldo, thank you to re for reminding me that when the video froze at that time where it looked like I was choking myself when I was really showing Piggy my beard. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say real quick, uh, cheers for the welcome back there, guys. Appreciate that. No, yeah, no, and we are. I'll speak for Piggy on this one. We're glad to have you back, and we're not. Piggy's the looks, and I'm the I'm the guy who talks too much. But you are the the heart of this. We all know it. So, so look, carry on as normal, guys. I'm gonna leave you in charge. All right, thanks for coming, Greg. I'll, Talk to you later. Yeah, bye. Let listen, chat. Let us know what you think of this new guy. We might keep him around. I guess. I'm not a fan uh, personally. Yeah, he seems kind of cocky. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hold on, Jake. You missed Jake's best joke ever at the start before we'd done like, the pre-show. And Jake was like, all right, you know the rules. You don't drink. You don't cough on camera. And Greg, you always <laughs> say that to us. It was, it was flawless. Though. Yeah, that's very good. Love it. So, I mean, let's ask the basic question we always ask. Uh, 
you know, and I, Greg, I, you just stopped talking, but, you, uh, you know, did you listen to the album? I listened to most of it. Oh! oh. Uh, well, I, I don't I, like I, that. Piggy, me and you were switching places here, you know. You're the host. You yeah. listened to all of the album. Where I listened feet. to it 40 times. No, I didn't. I... <laughs> I it was a long album, Piggy, an hour and sixteen minutes long, um, and it just wasn't grabbing my ten- attention as long as I would have liked. Go, on, go, on yeah. go from there. Tell me what you thought. Well, look, at the end of the day, you're going to be the person that has a lot more to say about this album. You're the the person that you can call me the expert. Let's go. <laughs> you're the expert. <laughs> so this is your type of music, anyways, right? Where it's far and far away from my type of music, um, but. You said to me to listen out to the lyrics, pay heavy attention to the lyrics. Mm. I tried doing that. Um, and I think I've come away with, I know what makes me like an album now. Like I, I, I remember saying before, I like instrumentals and I do like lyrics, but ultimately it boils down to, I need a story. Like I need to, like it needs to be a story for me in terms of whether that's the lyrics or whether I can, tell a story by the music like and mm-hmm. you already listened to that punk last week like with that punk to me there's a story there even though there's not much lyrics now that's mainly because of the movie i kind of relate that to that but anyways with this album i each song i i struggled to pay attention because i didn't give a fuck about what he was talking about but it's not that i didn't care about what he was talking about i just like you would say piggy about rock i couldn't relate to it and i just yeah. i couldn't get on board with it um, so when you were talking about how great the lyrics were I couldn't tell if the lyrics were even good or not because it meant nothing to me that's I know I get that like, and it's like disappointed kind of in a way because like lyrically like if you think Eminem is a good lyricist like how you like how does he rhyme wars like he is like hands down to me is the best like so well, obviously I, I'd like you to like, but like I know what you mean like it's hard to like listen to something where you're kind of like right I don't really care what he's talking about. Well, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a mixture of not really caring about what he's talking about. It's like, there's one song on the album that I was familiar with, but not because of the original, but because of a remix version of it. And it was the one where I love me, call me Big Papa. Was it that song? Yeah, yeah. Big Papa, yeah. yeah what's the name of that song, though? Big Papa. Big Papa. No, then it wasn't that song. You were thinking but, of Hypnotize. Juicy. Oh, oh yeah, Juicy, yeah. Juicy. I was familiar with Juicy, but from a remix of it that I, I thought was fantastic. So when I listened to it today, I was like, oh, that's awful. Where the remix done it a lot more justice. And the whole lyrics are in the remix. I'm just, I can't remember the name right now. I find it, like, I find it, I wasn't prepared to actually talk about it. But the remix made me listen to the story more and appreciate it more. Where I listened to it this time around, it, it done nothing for me. Juicy is Biggie's changes, in my opinion, where it's the song people grabbed to it, where like where it's this, it's this war song lyrically. I, like, on, like I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Every other song, like if you like, it's just it's such a, like a song to kind of get fans. Where like lyrically, it's not it's like not good. There's there's no story to it. It's just about it's come up and stuff like where like every other song on the album is better than Juicy, in my opinion. Yeah, but that was where like how long was that? That was like the ninth or the tenth song. Tenth, and... yeah. And I was wasn't even liking the story or the lyrics up until that point. You didn't like the know? second song. Um, it's, things don't change. Um, things don't change. There was one song I did like. It was called. Oh my god, where am I going on my phone here? 
I mean, I enjoyed. Give me the Lou. I enjoyed. Give me the Lou. Give me the Lou. Yeah. 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 Who was who was rapping with him on that? I really liked whoever that was. He does switch up his voice a lot, and he raps on himself without people. But there was definitely someone on Give Me the Lou. Hmm. I don't know who hmm. it is. Like he has like, obviously he has his own little crew called Junior Mafia. With, like I don't oh, obviously yeah yeah standard. Who doesn't? I mean, Easy Mo was one of the writers of it. Maybe Easy Moby was. The other guy, he could be, but he's a producer and a writer, so. So, Piggy, when you were telling me about the lyrics, actually, wait, no, maybe before you explain to me, I want to hear what Jake says then, actually. Um, <clears throat> I find your points really interesting. Um, and I think Feldo, in his going away comment here, where he said, all right, lads, I just wanted to pop in and say hi before going to bed quick. I don't know about the album. It really wasn't my thing. I really just don't like blowjob noises. And I don't know how far you got into the album, but there's an end of one song that is literally like 30 seconds of just a literally audio below job. Um, and I'm yeah, the mic. Bitch. The mic literally must be attached to his scrotum. That's how close it sounds like you are in this situation. And we're talking 90s mic quality here. So somebody's holding that thing. But anyway, um, I really like this. But one thing that I, and I will touch on a negative first is that for someone of Biggie's caliber, um, for someone who is a lyricist of his caliber, maybe not a storyteller so much as a lyricist and a god behind the microphone, the biggest issue with me is that there's so much time in his songs that is not him. There's so much, and I'm not talking collabs, I'm not talking backup people, I'm talking there's so much time spent that it's just stopped and it's either talking or yeah. sex noises or random shit getting yelled or people talking who aren't even Biggie. Like, it's Honestly, so much wasted space. And that wouldn't even be an issue for me. Like, uh, growing up, I was a fan of Eminem. Like, but I also like Tenacious D, who kind of have a habit of doing that as well, you know? So right. I wouldn't say that's a a factor for me too much personally right tenacious d though one while they do it they also tell a story while they're doing yeah 100 but so does eminem though sure yeah and and biggie tells a story it's just not a story that the three of us in the worst experiences of our lives combined and mashed into a pot and spit back out into something worse could ever relate to i mean growing up in brooklyn at that time with that rivalry and that rap feud like that's that's going to bed every night and wondering if you're gonna wake up with a gun in your mouth in the morning like he's telling stories we'll never understand i feel like (laughs) yeah i think there was only one song where it kind of really got the point of it and it probably was the same song i was talking about a minute ago it's where he was saying that like growing up he was a tug or whatever and never believed he'd actually become a rapper and now he is and people are reaching out to him that would were blocking him before you know yeah. so like I got that I just didn't really uh, in, it wasn't entertainment for me one day we will find a rap album for you just we like did. I we oh did. yeah was, you um, liked Logic Logic, Logic yeah. yeah I forgot he really liked Logic we found a rock album for Piggy but we'll get back to we'll get back to the prior weeks later in the podcast we'll touch on Greg's opinion on some of the prior albums later we'll get a real quick recap um, but you know it's still a masterful album like and it's still 
it's not it's not even ahead of its time it's culturally relevant for the moment that it was made which makes it all the more powerful because i feel like all too often musicians find themselves trying to write something that's going to last the decades and the centuries and outlive them and i think biggie's entire point was to live right right fucking then and write it right fucking then in that moment which i think holds a bit more weight um, from a lyrical standpoint, because that's difficult to do when you're not just rapping about political causes or fuck the police or this or that. So I was yeah. uh, I was looking at there, so this is actually I didn't know about this. Like I knew he, he features on his own songs, but give me the Lou. He actually got a voice changer to change his voice, and it's him rapping. Fuck off. Yeah, I, that like that to me, I was like, Whoa, that's ahead of it. And he's 21 when he wrote this album, so that to me is ahead no of way. Because I was thinking mm-hmm. whoever this other person is is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. Like, all his lyrics are like obviously written by himself and he wrote for his crew basically. So like that to me, like to do like, to have to That's actually it, impressive. Yeah, that's really impressive, yeah. No, he was a he was a musical genius. I mean it's not a kind of technical music that needs like the detail work and picking apart that I would do with a different with an instrumental type album, but this man was a musical genius. Like he knew what he was doing. He wasn't just some thug off the street. There's so many videos I want to show, Greg. Obviously, I was talking to you, Jake, last week about uh, how Biggie was actually a really good singer, which mm-hmm. is like him in a rap battle, Greg, when he's like 17. And like, like listening to him rapping, he's like, it's like, you could, you swear he's like 40. Like, he's, it's so good. Like, it's just, mm. to be fair, he's practicing. Like, that's the one thing that always struck me with Biggie is like, growing up, anytime I, like, I was always familiar with him. And then when you told me how old he was when he died, I was like, what like because i thought he was a hell of a lot older than he actually was you know so he's the one that i think like like i like i think if tupac had been lived to was 40 you you know the kind of music he made i think if biggie had lived a lot like his music was changing every like he only had two albums and like their two of them are completely different i wonder what he'd be like if he was eminem's age like, and he was still rapping like ah uh, sure who knows he could have been the next fucking ice cube and being an actor oh, yeah God. but he was he did act as well like I feel like that would have been Tupac. Like, I felt like at the points of their careers where they got shot, they were on clear trajectories where Tupac was going to plateau and fall off at some no, point. No, I think, I think Tupac was more like the the Will Smith kind of guy where yes. he was releasing music while acting at the same time. Yeah. Like. yeah. But I think Biggie was just up, 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 up until his death. Like, he should have been. It's sad. He's a, another one you really wish you could have seen. The that we had another artist like this not long ago who passed away early, and we we talked about how it was a big loss. You wish you could have seen what they would have done when they that was there. King Von, wasn't it? No, I just I just you only think of that great because we were talking about it today. No, it wasn't. We never done a King Von. At all. No, it was my mate, the depressed guy. Um, Greg, do depression. Me like bees. No, it was the rap. No, me like bees are awesome. They're still alive. No, it was the oh, rap you picked where your man sings like depression. Oh, XXX, Sorry. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, and then David Lamb from Brownbird also died when he was my age. And that's who. Sorry, that's who I was thinking of. Brownbird. That's who I was thinking of. That was a loss. That was a big one. Um. All right, Piggy. It's that moment for you. We're going to let you loose here. Tell us what you think about this album. Tell us what it kind of means to you. Like, and why, we know why you put it out there, but like, hit us with your breakdown of what this is for, for rap and from a greater musical perspective. And then we'll Shite launch album. some questions at you. Shite album. Never again. No, honestly, 
Plenty what did I tell you when you <laughs> turned it on? <laughs> 21 when he wrote this album, Jake. Yeah. That says it all. An absolute, to me, this is like a classic where he, his flow, he can change his flow in a, like, in a snap of his fingers. Like, literally, just for like one minute, he's rapping about something, he'll change his flow completely different. Like, unbelievable flow change. Lyric, the best lyricist in, I've ever heard, or in my time, like, or of, yeah, definitely I've ever heard. Like, if someone put me onto someone else, he's definitely the best lyricist. Good features. I like his features. And he could, he could, the only thing, the only criticism, I would like a few more features. Because I know he's done a song with Greg, uh, one of the only rappers to do a song with Michael Jackson. He had a lot of features that you could have, like, he connections where you could have brought in. I would have liked that. Biggie done a song with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, Shaquille O'Neal, load of features he had. Like, he was like, he was like, everyone wanted to work with Biggie back when he was like, back in the day. Like, everyone. Yeah, like, crazy. He could, like, he, he had a lot of reach where if he had asked someone to do a song, it was their pleasure to do it. Like, like he, he, Michael Jackson asked him to come to a song because he was so relevant and so, like, like people were listening to him. He thought, like, he'd get his, tra- his like, his full, like, his, him back on track, basically. So I would have liked to see more features, but then maybe that would have taken away from the songs. Like, there's only maybe two or three songs. And like what Greg was talking, like I like a short album. So if you could get this down to sixteen songs, and what you said, Jake, about there's too much like not Biggie rapping, and there's too much, like I don't want a TV show where people are talking in the back of a song. Once the song's over, boom, skip me to the next song. I don't want to hear Biggie. I don't want to hear Puff Daddy talking about shit about was anything. I just want to go boom, next song, next song, next song. Yeah, yeah. There was too much dead time. Too much yeah, time. Yeah, dead time. That's the word. Yeah, but other than like other than that, like. Hit me with some questions because I'm just unbelievable album. Like I am, uh, like my main question is like, what were the lyrics that you're here, you're loving from this that I'm not hearing? Like that's a, such a mad question because right? there's so many. Like, what's like, the story of this album? Then? It basically has come. Like the story, like no one can relate to the story. Like Jake was saying, like basically, like him starting off selling drugs as a kid uh, is like is very sad. Right, Piggy, let me rephrase the question. Like, after you listen to the album, like, when I listen to an album, I tend to go, right, okay. Like, it's like watching a movie. I'm like, okay, I enjoyed that. Like, I enjoyed that story, you know? So when you listen to that album at the end of it, what do you take away from it by the time it's over? Like, oh, so Biggie to me, yeah, no, it's a, good, it's a good question. And like rap to me is like two different things. Biggie to me is where I'm not looking. It's like albums I listen to if you're pissed off and you're angry and I want to listen to it and kind of like get that like music into me where Biggie, I'm listening to him and I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm thinking, how the fuck did he rhyme that with that? doesn't even make sense to me. Where that's like, big, like that's what Biggie does to me where I'm thinking like, it's like imagine Eminem not being funny. Like it's just like that like didn't even make sense to rhyme that word with that word. Like I'll give you an example like, I'm looking up my phone now. So, so I'm listening to him just for his lyrical ability and his flow and just like his writing skills, like how he writes a song and structures a song to me is incredible. So for you, he could say a bunch of clever lines in one song, but the song could be about fucking jack shit. You don't care. Yeah, just... he, no, but he doesn't do that. Like that, like th- there is no rappers that do that that I'd actually like. Yeah, little yeah. Man. <laughs> no, but Little Wayne, I'm not. I'm listening. I'm not listening. Like I wouldn't say listen to Little Wayne. The lyrics in this are incredible. I'd be like, listen to Little Wayne. This is a catchy song. Like Little Wayne isn't the best rapper. Like where like. No, but I I, I just felt that he does what you said. No one does. Oh, so. of course he does. I'd move yeah. like silence. Like 
I mean, what was? Oh, he has some mad lyrics. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. Where like this is like all the lyrics like make sense. He's telling a story. His story is basically him living with his mother. His mother went is like a nurse or something. She had like a decent job, and he just kind of bored in the street and just started selling drugs, and then just like oh, right, I want to rap now, and just kind of made his way up. Like so, the album was kind of like his biography, kind of. Yeah. yeah no, it's way, exactly yeah. what it is. Uh, I guess I guess kind of to expand on what, if you give me a, a second to interject here, Pete, kind of to expand on Piggy's point and kind of I think maybe help Greg understand what Piggy's getting at a little more is um, a lot of musical albums don't have hardline stories. A lot of concept albums do, and we listen to a lot of concept albums on this podcast because if you go back and look, even ones that aren't concept albums are concept albums. It's one way or another. Uh, it's just what all of us lean towards. We all love a good story. But this one, I think, and you can, I, I only got this at the end, and Piggy, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, if you look at the album cover, it's a baby. And if you listen, did you make it to the last song? Actually, don't listen to the last song. <laughs> but Piggy, the last song is clearly him killing himself. Mm. So it's a, a complete story of his life to his death. Well, yeah, no, to, as if he was to die that day. Or as if he was or... to commit suicide from the stress right. of what he's going through. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a branch. It's an alternate reality in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you will. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering, like, because... So there is a story, the biography. Okay, fair enough. Now, no, more like, there is I'm, a story. I'm ca- yeah, yeah, but no, I need to stop getting caught up on that, though. But I think... Exactly. No, you're fine. Yeah, it's it's not gonna be, it's not a story like the Trans Siberian Orchestra Beethoven's last night where it's a very exactly clear yeah. no it's just because when I listened to an individual song I was listening for the lyrics and I was like well this, there's nothing clever to me about it except for mm. that one song you know so I was like how did Piggy find this great storytelling I was like no not storytelling more lyrics sorry, see to me maybe that's my issue is. I kind of related to like lyrics to storytelling, you know, and I think that's what I said at the start of the podcast. I think that's what I've learned now is that for me, what I enjoy of music is storytelling. So I, I guess that's why I don't like rap then because I don't get a story out of it. Let me write, yeah. let me trust Where with logic, I got a great story out of it. Yeah, let me just show you a Logic's not a rapper. Ah, no. he is. He's not. We're not getting into the artist rapper argument again. (laughs) Let's Google Logic. Let's Google. Greg, listen to this lyric, right? And tell me if you've ever heard anything like this. Logic rapper. Look at that. Why don't you look at that? Now he's a a YouTuber, sorry. Of course. But go on, sorry. Right, so this is a lyric from, I sent uh, this uh, yoke from, it's from the song, The What With Method Man. Uh, What's his uh, his great song? Method Um, Man's an underrated rapper too. Where the fuck? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So instead of making hoes suck my dick up, I used to do stick ups. Obviously, stick ups, Robin, cause hoes irritating me like the hiccups. Like that to me, like wordplay on that is like, that's incredible. Yeah. Then no, those words don't even rhyme, did he? Stick up and hiccup is the only words that rhyme. And then he just he just like made like a fucking a three bar like song out of it, like a rap. Mm. That like that to me is incredible. And the then man. Excuse me, <laughs> flows just grow through me like trees to branches, cliffs to avalanches. It's the praying mantis. Yeah. That, so, that's incredible. Do, do me a favor. Just um, Google logic. Just Google no, logic. No, I'm not just doing do it. it. Just I do don't it. believe it. I don't believe things on the internet. Piggy, Google logic. Um, while you're doing that, Piggy, I, I think... Uh, American I think, YouTuber comes up. Right, scroll down. Ooh. Yeah. What does it say for his Wikipedia headline? 
Sir Robert. No, above that, like the actual title. YouTube, Spotify, YouTube Music, Dizer. No, it doesn't. It says Logic Brackets Rapper. Oh, no, it doesn't say <laughs> that for me. Right, and if you scroll, okay, fair enough. Oh, I'll send you a screenshot. It says Logic American YouTuber. All right, fair enough. You have the wrong logic, I think. No, 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 no he is an American YouTuber now. But, oh, he's a YouTuber now? But, but Piggy, you're looking, you're looking at the Google overview, not the... That's not the Wikipedia. Oh, sorry. Scroll down. Oh, you left it. If you Wikipedia scroll down to where rapper, the yeah. first link for Wikipedia... Yeah, no, it says rapper, yeah. He's yeah. not a rapper, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah but you're wrong. Jesus, <laughs> bitch. So I'm looking at this, an article by the BBC saying rapper announces retirement. Greg, come back, come back, come back to us. Sorry, sorry. sorry. So uh, I think it's more. I, th- I think Biggie almost bends on that line of being spo- like spoken word poetry almost. Oh yeah, oh Jake, hundred percent. And Tupac with the spoken word poetry. But like Tupac's poetry, is like it's like poetry that like any like Big- like if Biggie done poetry, you'd be I think you'd be blown away like that. Like lyrically, like it's incredible to me. Where Tupac, like you kind of like if you listen to rap music, you'll know like when like you'll know a flow of a song. To in my opinion, and like when a rapper says something like, "Okay, you can only rhyme this word with so many words," where Biggie, I'm like, I can't believe we just put, fit that word in there. See, there you go, because that's the sort of stuff that I don't know when I'm listening to rappers. So I don't. So he could say whatever he wants, but to me, it's not good writing or lyrics. Where to you, you know that what he's just done is difficult for a rapper to do where to me it's just like yeah that's shit where you're like that's incredible yeah no again see i think we're confusing or or interjecting and mingling the difference between being a good lyricist or storyteller and having good wordplay yeah and so that's what you like because piggy piggy was saying to me earlier that the lyrics on this were great so maybe that's what piggy meant was the word wordplay yeah, it's it, and he is, it's more like spoken word poetry, like I said, than it even is like lyrically brilliant. Um, but he is a I, but when you're writing music, it's lyrics, so he is a lyricist. You can't call him a poet. Oh well, I, and, no, but that makes sense though, because to me, I don't give a fuck about wordplay. You know, I just yeah. want to hear good lyrics. Can we talk about how goofy looking that motherfucker is though? While we're on uh, the logic, that's, so- that's, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> the boy no, was getting yeah. bitches cried though. The women loved a bit of Biggie. Oh yeah, women love what they call him Biggie for a reason. Mm. All right, Piggy. So hit us with a story here. That was part of this week that I hyped up. Is you'd have some knowledge that people would just kind of wonder, and they could Google. But why? Why would we put the effort in? So hit us with the death story here. Like, not um, even the death story actually. Yeah, that's what I, I, I need. Before, before we on. get to that, right? So. He talks about being a tug before he became a rapper. How did that happen? Basically, right. So obviously, what Jay touched on coming up in New York, Brooklyn. Uh, he like his like he came from like he didn't like he came from money. And he didn't come from money. It's kind of like us. He was like like his family had like his mother worked full time worker. He went to school, and he just kind of was like right. This isn't for me. So we went on the streets. Him and his mate that he was still friends with until he died. He got like. I think they got like whatever they they had a bit of money off his mat to take to the bank and they were like right we can buy his mate said to him we can buy cocaine and flip it and we can double the money put the money in the bank that Shamar wanted and then we're gonna have spend the money on whatever clothes because the two of them just wanted women obviously like what fourteen year old like thirteen year old like right let's go looking for girls like so they took the money they bought like a a rock or whatever of whatever they were selling back then 
put it. They found someone that they knew that were, that was cutting that stuff. Uh, his name is O. They they cut it, sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sat doing that. Puff Daddy came into the scene. They heard like obviously Biggie was still doing rapping and stuff at the sidelines, like sixteen, seventeen. Puff Daddy came in. He was like, "Oh, this man's unbelievable." So he uh, he came on. He was kind of doing half and half. He was still doing drugs. So Puff Daddy was like, "Right." He made his mixtape, whatever. He was like, we'll get back to you. He's like, right, cool, cool. So he's like, in his head, he's like, right, I'll just go back to the streets and keep doing what I was doing. Then his mate that kind of was cutting the crack for him, he died. And that was kind of, was like, right, I can't really, I had to put focus on one or the other. I can't do both. And then like, Puffy was like, I can take you somewhere. It's up to you. And then he was like, he had his daughter and he was like, right. Like he was in jail, obviously. Like, Selling stuff, he got caught, whatever. So he's like, I can only do one or the two and make a living out of it. So he's like, right, let me try, like, let me throw it all into the rap music. And that's why he's a rapper. Nice. And because I remember as well, uh, P. Diddy had that song when he died as well. So how did they become such close mates? Just from that? Yeah, like, someone was, was P. Diddy his mentor or what? So, right, long story short, uh, obviously, Biggie in Brooklyn, a Brooklyn, uh, I can't remember his name, a Brooklyn. DJ, obviously Biggie sampled his music, start rapping over that. The DJ put him in touch with uh, Puffy. Puffy took him on. He he had his, he was working underneath someone else. So like, it was a CEO of a company, and Puffy was underneath him making records, whatever. And then they were like, "Listen, we're gonna have to let you go to Puffy." But Biggie was signed to the CEO, so Puffy said to Biggie, "Like, come with me." He's like, "Cancel the contract," and I was like, "I'll make you a star." And then Biggie was like, "Right, I'm with you." And then. That was his first artist on um, Bad Boy, basically. It was Puffy's record label. And he was his first artist. And, and so that happened. So Next like, question. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm still just a bit more curious about it. Because, like, if I, just from pop culture and that song, Every Break You Take and something like that, whatever that song was, like, it, it seems to be a case that P. Diddy loved Big Daddy. Uh, <laughs> <loved laughs> Big Daddy, you call him Big Daddy if you want. <laughs> he loved Biggie. Um, is is that something he played up to the camera, or was there like a lot of respect between the two of them? That would no, there was definitely a lot of respect. That was like, imagine like me and you, right? And you you start working in the brewery, whatever you were talking about earlier, and then like I came along, and then I just made the best beer that anyone's ever made in your life. Right. Like, so. like you, like he saw the talent, and he was like, I wouldn't be here without him unless he made this beer for me. Mm. That was basically what it was. Like he was a producer, and like. Uh, like a, a promoter but like if he didn't have Biggie he would never have been near as successful as he was yeah. as Biggie like it was like he was the like his best artist hands down like okay so that's the, the questions I was curious about what about you Jake what are you curious about then you're curious oh. about his death are you <clears throat> oh no I, I mean I know about his death and uh, a lot of I mean fun like I mean obviously Piggy, you know some of these fun facts like you know who he was married to right yeah, Faith. I don't. Oh, what? He was married to Faith Evans. Big he was? Yeah. Yep. And she was in that song with... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. that... Yep. yep. Um, that makes more sense to me now. Now, Piggy, without getting into... Uh, there's not too much depth. I mean, you can you can talk about the, the Fuck Compton track from Tim Dog, really, if you want to. But uh, run the listeners through... A little East Coast West Coast hip hop rivalry. What it is during that ninety, that early nineties time? What happened? What caused it? And what it resulted in? Okay, all right, that's a good question, Jake. And I was listening to Darren Till earlier. Nine years ago, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I know Darren, yeah, Darren Till is a USC for, and he has a podcast. 
it's like everyone has opinions and everyone has assholes. And yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So my, in my opinion, like and what like what I've known about the two of them, basically Biggie and Tupac, Greg, you probably don't know. Before Biggie made his first album, great mates. You Biggie used to sleep on Tupac's couch. Tupac kinda of taught him he he said a quote, I said it ages ago and I can't actually say it. He said, Sing for the Sing for the bitches and the NIGG yeah. will come. So basically sing for the girls and the boys will come. So he was like, Right, so we took that on board. They were great mates. Uh, when Tupac first got shot, Biggie was recording in the studio, and Biggie was the they called him the King of Brooklyn. So obviously, it, that was his hood. Tupac came over to his hood. He was made to make a song with so and so. Biggie was upstairs in the studio recording. One of the people from Biggie's crew came out, saw Tupac, was like, "Oh yeah, you coming in?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm coming in." Came in, opened the front door, got shot so many times. Didn't die at this stage, obviously. And then, uh, so he was like, he wasn't insulted at Biggie, like he. he didn't think Biggie set him up, but he was like, how can you call yourself the king of New York and you can't tell me who shot me or you can't give me any more information other than that? And, like, obviously, like, whatever, like, you take from that what you want. So, basically, Tupac was pissed off at Biggie because he couldn't tell him who shot him or he couldn't tell him the associates, so-and-so. Like, you can go into that. It's a whole different thing. So, he was, he was that's how him and Biggie had a fall now. So, then, obviously, Tupac started, like, slating him and tracks hit him up. Troublesome 96, like name the songs, like he just started going into them. So then obviously Biggie was like, he said he didn't know anything about it, whatever, whatever. Again, make your own opinion on that. So then Biggie kind of just done his own thing, made his own albums, and then uh, Tupac died. Uh, Biggie went to California, which was Tupac's hood, basically, where he was kind of like, no, like that was his biggest area. It went to, like he was told not to go to the hood. He went to the hood to accept an award. People were saying, "Don't go." He went, got shot there, like, and now he's dead as well. Yeah. That was a really oh. quick story, Jake. If you have any questions, and it, for him, and it all started because of some jackass named Tim Dog who felt like he was being slated by the fucking record community. Tell me that story, Jake. Refreshing. You didn't know that? No, that was a couple of years before that. That what what lit all that East Coast West Coast bad blood off was Tim Dog um, wrote the diss track "Fuck Compton" and like tore into Eazy and them, and then they went back and forth. Oh, yeah, no, I got that, but I, I that wasn't like to me that was never what started this. It was it was for me what I like of no us, It was basically Iggy being the the king of Brooklyn. And he, like, obviously, bit right, uh, gonna go back into it again. So, Tupac met a fella called Haitian Jack. Haitian Jack what, knew of Biggie because he was like a New York kind of like drug dealer. Biggie said to Tupac, Watch out for him about Haitian Jack. And uh, supposedly, after Tupac got charged for rape, he shit, like, he was obviously furious with Haitian Jack and he's the one that got him shot. And Biggie, like, kind of in his mind, he was like, Well, I told you to watch out for him. But Tupac wanted the heads up. That when he went to that studio, he was gonna like he was gonna get set up. Like it was it was supposed to be a robbery gone wrong, but like Tupac was like, you knew it was gonna happen, and Biggie was like, I didn't know it was gonna happen. But he's like, if you're if you know you're a former drug dealer, you know New York, you know Haitian Jack, you you could have gave me the heads up not to come. And oh, I yeah. took your word as gold, basically. Like, oh that's, yeah, that's where I get the whole. That's where that's... Like, that makes sense to me. Like that's where the whole conflict comes from. Yeah, that's setting him up without setting him up. That's uh, 
Wolf just ignoring the problem you know is about to come. <laughs> yeah. Like, and if you were his, like in Tupac's opinion, if you were my mate, you would have at least said, don't come to this. Like, don't even go, like, just say, don't come to the studio tonight. It's not for you or whatever. Like, yeah, ultimately, he didn't yeah. have his back. Exactly. Yeah. He, got, he got called like maybe like four hours before and said, we have the two grand to do the feature with so-and-so artists. Come to the studio. Tupac went to the studio and got shot. And that's, that's, like, that's how I saw the rivalry happening. And I know okay. what he's talking about, but like, yeah, like I think it's a little like there's a little more to it than that. Where... Yeah, yeah. Go on. No, no, just no, no. I'm just saying, I, I know what the story you're talking about. I just think it was more personal between the two of them. Where like I, yeah. I can never understand me, about the Belgian. <laughs> like you, like we'll never know. Like if he truly knew that he was coming to the studio, or if Tupac was kind of like overthinking it like well you'll never know like so in my mind that's where the rivalry started like did he know he was coming to shoot or was he completely blind we'll never know sure so and who who do they believe killed Biggie well, that's a good idea you fucking get me into conspiracy theories now so oh is this a giant fucking conspiracy theory no great. You no see. there's some there's it's some people back now in my opinion there's some people that are more widely accepted. There are, you can go flat earth deep with conspiracy theories of who killed or had Biggie killed. You can do the same thing with Tupac, but some of them were obvious. Some of them were not, basically. I think, uh, I think who killed Tupac is 100% obvious now. It's like almost 98% confirmed. But mm. who killed Biggie is a little bit different, but I still think... I kind of know, like, so what I know from it, um, so obviously, right, Tupac died, yeah, and then six months later, Greg, yeah, we all know the story, so Tupac died, without all the conspiracy theories happened, uh, Shug Knight, of Tupac's producer, he had, like, he was, like, like, people say, like, he was a headbanger, but, like, he was kind of, like, connected 100%, like, he was, like, a, a proper blood, like, in this, whatever, so he had, like, a lot of people, so he got a fella, what the fuck was his name? Pooey or something like that. So basically, him, uh, right, let me go a long story short again. So, so uh, Shows uh, Knight was in jail, right? For this is a short story long, I don't know, long story short, please. Long story short, Shug Knight was in jail, right? The wife he was with now came to the jail and he was like, all, like he was in jail when he, look, right, so Tupac died, yeah? Whatever happened to Tupac's death, he supposedly helped stamp the man out that killed Tupac. So he went to jail for that for like six years or whatever. So when he, at this stage he was in jail, his wife came that he was still with was in jail. Um, then two had a conversation. He had like a, a hitman on the side called Puji or Puddy or something like that. Some bloke that like he knew would get the job done. He put the money through his girlfriend to give to him, but he gave it in like installments so it couldn't get tracked so it was like maybe I don't know how much he paid him fucking say like 10 between 10 and 20 grand and he gave him like 1,500 installments gave it to him a few times so he, his girlfriend is like coming on record coming to the jail taking the money going coming back to the jail taking the money and going constantly in like two weeks space trying to like put it out that way so it was like right I'm just giving me my wife money for the kid or whatever trying to put it out that she paid your man 10 grand I can't remember, Jake, look up his name now. 
uh, he went over supposedly to, he was kind of from the, at that area went over shot him whatever and then he, he, came, he only paid him half and then he came back and he's like I need the second half to fucking to fuck off and get out of here and Shrewd was kind of like in jail I was like well, what can you do with him in jail so he only gave him like I think he gave him half and then obviously his wife girlfriend whatever had to get a little cut as well so they kind of like they kind of found out off her that like she kind of had the money and they were like she was like why well, you got this much money so and so has got like this much money has gone you still have this much and like they kind of like just put like two and two together and kind of figured out who it was but your man is dead obviously now but I can't remember his name, but definitely begins with a P. It's like Pucci. Pucci. Pucci? Yeah, it's Pucci. Yeah, that, it's, it's Wardell Pucci. War, yeah. So in my mind, that's who killed him. And when you look when you look at the story and you kind of like you see like kind of like obviously you have to sign to go to jail and stuff, and she's signing so much time and like there was so much money going like to her books for her kid and all. It just makes it's the only story that makes sense to me, I suppose, is the way I would phrase it. Sure. No, and yeah, it does. And it it really is the only one that kind of lines up with everything. Everyone wants to blame the big names, but really it's just some guy who wanted some money. It was a former gang member who was <laughs> looking yeah, for a payday. It was um, a very interesting story about this. I'm, I'm going to go through this fast forward again. This is like, we were talking about going through the rabbit hole, but there was a really interesting story where, so, so Biggie's wife that supposedly was in the hit, she was going out with a, an LAPD detective and he mm-hmm. kind of set up the hit. And like that made sense. But I was like, you wouldn't risk your life with a gir- like a girlfriend that you were with. And like, there was no money trail going to him where there was a money trail going to your man. So like, I was kind of like, that was like interesting. And I kind of was like, oh, that makes sense. But then when I seen the money going to her, and then like she met up with your man Poochie, whatever, like maybe like six or seven times before that. And then he, like you could see, like obviously he didn't take the money into his account. It's not that easy. He had the money in his hand. Then he went missing and then so-and-so like, and his description, the car he was in, the gun that was shot was kind of all led back to him. Like, so my, in my, if you ever ask me again, like opinions and assholes, in my mind, he killed them, but that's just my opinion. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. So Peggy, is this the greatest rap album ever made? No. But for a 21-year-old on his debut album, this is more than impressive. This is like an eight and a half, nine out of ten. This is more than Ooh. impressive to me. Is that your official rating? Because I'll go that's... eight and a half as my official rating, Jake. But like to me, like I think like like I always go back to football, like Football back in the day, to me and now, like I said to Greg ages ago, like if if I was a goalkeeper back in the seventies, I'm the best goalkeeper ever. To grace me for like the talent is always changing. So if like when I'm like ninety, I can only imagine what a like an artist like a rapper can do, like lyrically, storytelling, everything that Greg wants in like a musician. To me, like I'm always thinking like like they they have so much to work off. You know what I mean? Like if someone can look at B's album make a record, make like a record off Eminem's album, make a record off 50 Cent, make a record and just keep going. Like you have so much to work from where you can only get better. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Now, before I give my rating or we, but Greg to give us his, um, I kind of want to hear what Greg thought about some of the 
albums that he wasn't here with us on. Well, did I'll any... just get this out of the way. That, that album's a 3 out of 10. Okay. That's a 3 out of 10. He's depressed. Don't listen to him. He's depressed. Oh, it's three out of ten. Um, so, and I did any of the? It, like. Go ahead. No, I just I couldn't finish the album. Like, so first of all, I can't give an album that I couldn't finish a five. Like, the five to me is like, yeah, it's not bad, it's not good. Um, it's middle of the road. Like, where this clearly, if I couldn't finish the album, it's lower than a five. And um, so ultimately, it's not the worst album I've ever heard. But I just didn't care for it. Um, I'd give it a three. That's fair. You think, Greg? Look, like if you li- if you like had your like in my mind, sometimes you kind of like almost need it. Like I'm like I said this about your music as well. If I had the lyrics in front of me and I can read them, like in my mind, that will make an album better because like possibly I can't. People, yeah. Possibly right. However, however, I like albums that I can't understand a single word out of the album. But with this album. It just was no entertainment for me. Whether that's like, look, I have picked albums and I will pick albums that you can't understand the word they said. Um, <laughs> it's just a case that with this album, with everything that's gone on in the music and like the the this the rapping, the music itself, the beats or whatever. To me, I just didn't care. I wasn't getting a story of it, and that's what I need is a story or an emotion of it. And I wasn't it wasn't take it wasn't making me feel any way, you know? Yeah. Like logic it was a story and it could it, like trigger an emotion in me. Um this just didn't trigger any emotions other than boredom. I kinda know and I do I kinda respect that because now that I know like if I was to pick an album like for you, like now I know like right so you like a storytelling rapper, so like I'd be like right there, man. Yeah, like in terms of rapping, I know what you'd want, and like I know, like that helps me, I suppose. Yeah, but but I also need to stress, can you still hear me okay, actually? You one? Yeah, no, I, I also need to stress that in terms of rock music and other music like that, a story isn't just told by its lyrics. For me, a story can be told by the music as well. Um, like for example Pink Floyd do a lot of solos where like yes, sorry instrumentals that I absolutely love just from the instrumentals and like it makes me feel a certain emotion and I fall into like a, a mindset where I'm picturing a different or I'm, I'm making up a world in my head you know where so just I'm just trying to stress the point that lyrics aren't essential to tell a story for me but it obviously helps What's up? <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. My rating. Oh, okay. We'll get we'll get into my my non sequitur afterwards. Um, you know this. God, this is gonna sound weird. Uh, for such a legendary album by such a legendary rapper, for somebody who who really is probably the top of their their game. Still, even after dying at what, P twenty two, twenty three, twenty four? He's still he's still by far the greatest rapper of all time. Um, Lyrically, yeah, hundred percent. This album leaves me disappointed in certain aspects, so it's not gonna get an overly high rating from me. Um a big thing that I really don't like and and, and it's a a nineties rap thing is the constant use of other 
things like talking or blowjob noises or yeah. can we go back to the blowjob noises or I mean just or an entire song just called fuck me bitch like it's a minute and 53 seconds of my life of just hearing him tell some girl to have sex with him like I have the internet if I need to watch some porn like don't need it in my biggie album but at least <laughs> like, like, like you understand like when you like you listen to the chronic and you listen like that kind of that trend kind of kept going on you know what i mean like where you're like you, you're gonna roll that shit up yeah i'm gonna roll that shit like that kind of like it yeah. was kind of like they were trying to make a movie with music and then an ending but people were like listen we don't want that shit like just do the rap and like forget all that stuff yeah. like that was that's definitely like what you said it's a 90s thing like and like it is if Biggie was it that's is. what i mean if Biggie was alive today i don't think he would have had any of that stuff he would have he would have evolved so much with the culture that we're like yeah like i'm just gonna rap and that that's it like like two yeah. minute song, two minute songs, two to three minute songs for me rapping. That's more like that's perfect to me. Get your point across in two minutes, two minutes thirty seconds, and onto the next song. Like don't like, I'm forget, like dude, they're filling dead air with like what you were saying, like for a minute and a half of shy, and like obviously no one, like, no one was listening to this album for that. No, exactly. It's like when we ramble about logic for twenty minutes because we're just filling dead air. Yeah, um, he's doing a Black Lives Matter speech logic is to me in the middle of an album and I'm like listen rap to me or don't rap to me let's take on to that logic discussion so, so we've, got, we've got a whole after show for that so I, I cannot and I will not ever deny Biggie's talent behind a microphone he is so crisp he is so clear he enunciates so well which is so rare for a rapper um and his, his ability to layer upon himself in the early night. We're, we're talking Ed Sheeran level layering here that like everyone's all about now because some dude with the guitars on stage with a pedal doing it, but they forget about the rapper who was doing it in the early nineties with like a boom box layering themselves. Like, and that's equally as impressive to me. Um, but there's some boredom in this album, yep. kind of like Greg said, and I hate to say it, um, I I just don't need to know how hard they are. This this album, and and the same gen, okay, this generation of East Coast West Coast albums, right? And you know what I'm talking about, Piggy. They're all nothing but these men getting out their dicks and swinging them at each other. Like it's just a bunch of like angry dick swinging, and that takes away from a lot of the story Agreed. and i get they were mad and they didn't have twitter to troll each other on back then so they just shot each other or wrote rap songs at each other but it takes a lot away from the substance of the album so if this was any weaker lyrically or musically this would not get the rating it's getting but it's going to get a seven from me what that's respectable and i'll accept that which is shocking because i knew this album before i listened to it and in my head coming into this i was like this is this is going to be my highest rap album i thought you were about to give it a five oh no i can't name it greg like can you like name a debut album in your opinion by a 21 year old that was yeah by 21 year old is more than an eight or nine the guy said nine like name a debut album that you could say from from someone that's 21 no like and that's like more than a nine in your opinion more than a nine we haven't had a ten you have me off off, um, 
off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Yeah, brothers. no, well, no, come back to me next week. And like, and well, obviously that say, wasn't sarcasm. Like, but with, with a lot of rock music, they say like it's tough to beat the first album. So most yeah. rock bands or rock musicians tend the first album tend to be pretty damn good. Um, but saying that, whether or not get a nine or ten, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, however, you was asked me to pick an Irish band. Um, oh yeah, good segue. Good segue. I'll give it no, that. <laughs> I had a few in mind that were actually first albums that, to me, I absolutely love and would rate them very highly. If you, you say Alzan, I put my head through the Can screen. I? Can oh, I no. guess? Can I guess who one of those artists may be? Okay. Was one of those artist albums? Was that Luke Kelly? No. Oh, I'm surprised. See, I would just expect because he's so. No, so I, I did not go for a typical album this week. But I will say that... Actually, wait. Sorry, yeah. I will say that one of the bands I was thinking about were uh, the Barley Mob, which you won't necessarily care for, but I love them. And mm-hmm. they've only had one album. And to me, it's a 9 out of 10 album. And sure, it's not typically Irish. It's like the name of the band is the Barley Mob, which is a play on words of Bob Marley, obviously. Yeah. But they, they do kind of like reggae music, which I first, when I first heard them years ago, I thought, they, I was like, what the fuck are you doing singing that music? Weirdos. So like staying in your lane type thing, as Piggy would say. But eventually, like to me, that album means a lot to me. So it's a, a nine, possibly close to a ten. Um, yeah. But I'm not picking that for this week. Okay. Um, so wait, before you announce it, let me throw so they know what we're doing here. So we've been going week to week. This is the second to last week of that. Next week's episode would usually be on St. Patrick's Day. And if you guys didn't know, Greg and Piggy are Irish. Just spoilers. I don't want to dox them, but they're Irish, if you can't tell by the accents. Um, So we asked Greg, or anybody, but really Greg's the one who knows these things, to pick an album appropriate for... St. Patrick's Day from an Irish singer. This so, album is absolutely not appropriate for St. Patrick's Day. Fuck you, it, I don't care. <laughs> you it's said Irish, to pick, is it, are they Irish? Yeah, the Irish. Um, that works. So, yeah, Irish is good, yeah. Do you know I, what American St. Patrick's Day is? If it's Irish, Paddy's it works. Day, anyways. But come here, let me tell you this about the album that I picked, right? All right. Originally, I was looking at albums that would be um, playing it safe or whatever, or albums that I thought you all might like. Instead, I went complete opposite direction. He's and back picked, fucking one week. I picked a very selfish album that Piggy's going to hate. Well, then I'll talk to you in two weeks. <laughs> Shut Piggy up. Piggy is going to hate this album, right? Um, and I, I, I just want to brief, like, there's a lot about this album that I'd like to say, but I will leave that to next week. But what I will say this week, Piggy, or actually, before I say this, I will ask you, Piggy, to please do me a huge favor. No, right? be bollocks. You, no, me bollocks. You didn't listen to my Piggy. album. Me bollocks. I did, I did. But I'm asking you, right? No. Um, you... You correctly... I'm answering now. Listen here, right? (laughs) You picked XXXTentacion for me. For you. Yes. And what did you say was the reason for picking that album? You hate your life. Right. Okay. And you picked a rap album that might be good for me when I hate my life. Well, I picked a rock album that is perfect for me when I hate my life, right? Oh my What's that got to do with me? What's that got to do with me? <laughs> um, considering you were on the ball with XXXTacion in terms of picking a rock, a rap album that I thought perfectly suited me for when I hate my life, I was like, you're spot on. 
I would like you to listen to this album and go, oh, so this is like Greg's XXX Tentacion. No, I'd rather not. Himself. <laughs> right? Too bad. Um, what I will say is, again, I went to see this band live twice. Um, okay, they're an Irish band. This is their second album. Their first album was incredible. And um, seen them live twice, right? First time I seen them, it was in Vicar Street. And then after that, they announced another gig in Vicar Street about a year later. But they cancelled it about a month before because the, the, the lead singer and guitarist or whatever was suffering with mental health issues. And they ultimately postponed the gig for a few months. And then they went on an indefinite hiatus. Um, eventually, years later, they put on another gig in Vicar Street. So about three years later, I think it was. And this time they decided that they wanted to put all proceeds to Pieta House. So they had a, a load of other artists there as well. So actually, I think I might have seen them three times. Anyways, so that one was purely for charity for Pieta House, where the second time I seen them uh, was after he pretty much had a mental breakdown. Hmm. So what I'm saying here is this album that I've chosen was recorded after they came out with a, the first album which was groundbreaking and um, still a little left field like very very um put it this way when i first heard the band piggy flats introduced me to them and i thought it was a band from um where is Kurt Cobain from who you're asking me jake where's Kurt Cobain from again who Kurt Cobain. Where is he Kurt from? Kurt Cobain's from America. Yeah, what part of America? What's the name of the Oh, God, Seattle. I Seattle. Think. So when I first heard this band, I thought they were from Seattle. I don't know. Like, like grunge music, you know? I thought they were from Seattle. Yeah. Anyways. What? Anyways. I'm so confused. You wouldn't know them, Jake. At you first I thought you were going to have, you, it was going to be Atlin or, or Elton or whatever no. their name is. The name is Girl Band. I'm wearing the t-shirt right now, right? Uh, I wish I was dead. Um, I call it Girl Band. And the name what of the album remember? is The Talkies. Like the Walkie Talkies? Yeah, uh, kind of, but like... <laughs> I just drilled that shit. Oh, dude, it's our first punk album. Um, no, actually, don't. I wouldn't even say that. Um, if you were to look up stuff about this album, they would describe it as... Noise rock, noise rock, yeah. Oh, okay. They describe no the lyrics. band. There they is describe the band as post-punk, but well, yeah. the first album would have been very close to that. So that's what I was saying was that when they first came out, like the first album was pretty groundbreaking for an Irish band, but also transcended overseas as well. Um, but when this album came out, it was after he went through a mental breakdown. For you. great, great story. How many songs did you listen from this album? Well, I've listened to this whole album. Oh, wait, 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 from oh, No, oh, sorry, come back. From, from Ray Diggy? to Die. Yeah, yeah. Nine, was it? Nine. And no, you got through 12. You got through 12. No, shut up, Jay. He said nine. So, no, Jay, no, shut up, Piggy. I am you... the arbiter. Piggy, Piggy, I got through 45 minutes of your album. Your yeah. album was I will hour. give you 20 minutes of your album. No, this album is 45 minutes long, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Is... So I'll give you 20. No. Right, okay. Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> like, I'll listen we'll to all of it. it. No, I will listen to it. But I, I, here's what I would, I would implore each of you to do is implore. give this album a listen with headphones on 
and no distractions and just try and understand why why this is a good why I would think this is a good album I'll come in here right over what Greg just said there right so obviously I struggle with mental health so I can definitely come into this listen to it lyrically if they're gonna tell me something that I'm like man that's exactly how I feel no Piggy because you won't understand the word he is saying well I'll put the lyrics up will I I will actually look spoiler right the very first song is just him having a panic attack Um, have you ever had a panic attack Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> we've been through this before, Piggy. You know how. How many of you oh, had? Gen- Gentlemen, Piggy. I, I, remember, I, that's okay. Remember. That's okay. Piggy, remember. Remember. I had one reading successfully. Well, I yeah, one today, guys. <laughs> that has led to me having panic attacks. Okay. Because, like, I, I struggle to breathe. In case anyone's listened, I struggle to breathe in general, um, and I've had plenty of panic attacks because I have been like had days where I just couldn't get a breath in, and then I start panicking, literally thinking, "Oh fuck, I can't get a breath in." And then that leads to me fucking having an outright panic attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, anxiety. I mean, I had one today on the way to the dentist. Like, I'm not even joking. And you guys know me. I mean, my dental anxiety is just that bad. Like, hmm. I'm so, though. I'm fucking sorry, Jake. I'm so, like, and I need to stop being that. Like, anxiety is so used today to me. It's like, oh, yes, my God, but... I had an anxiety attack. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, but, See, like, no. you're, but you're. I need to remind you what your your missus said to you, Biggie, which was just because you've had your struggles doesn't mean that other people haven't had struggles. You also know Greg and I well enough to know that we're not the yeah, kind of people like, to tell saying, you Greg. that we had an anxiety panic attack and that we're just like saying it and we don't know what happened. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, if Greg told me he had something wrong with him, I'm not gonna be like, no, you didn't. If Greg, like, if you or Greg were like, oh, you had one, like, oh man, fuck me, like, can I help? But like, if if so-and-so on the internet says me, I'm like, you didn't fucking have one. Because they were like, I went to get my size 10 dress. But that's because you're being cynical, Piggy. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm just telling you as a fan of this band, being extremely familiar with them before his mental breakdown to when he had a mental breakdown, that he legitimately had a mental breakdown, Piggy. But yeah, hey, my mind, go on, Jack. I'm in for a good mental breakdown album. I mean, I'm good for like, let's let's burn some brain cells here, guys. My uh, my opinion, Greg. Right, I've had. I'm not gonna say I'm like people are gonna think I'm fucking hanging on from a fucking ledge. I've had so many that yeah, no. if it's not like if I can't. No, Piggy, you're you're you're, you're 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 taking up what I'm saying wrong. Is I'm telling you that the the reason I mentioned that the first song is him having a panic attack is I'm setting you up for what to expect for the rest of the album. If the first song is just a person having a panic attack, the, like. It's I think be, I love it then. Like, no, but it's a chaotic it. album is what I'm telling you. It is, <laughs> it is a chaotic album. Where, and there's no lyrics. Well, there is lyrics, but you will struggle to hear some of the lyrics. No, it's me who is going to give you the album that has no lyrics. One no, but there, I, I, I was like, you would like, I struggle to hear a lot of his lyrics. Yeah. No, and it, it's, that's what noise and post-punk are. They're hard to understand sometimes. It's well, a whole new... I'm excited. It's a whole new genre we haven't touched on yet. And you know me. Like, we've all had different ambitions with this podcast. And while we've all had the same goals, we've all kind of wanted little different things. And I've always had this goal of, like, let's hit every fucking genre we can. Who cares how weird it is? Like, let's fucking do it. Well, and I'm excited. I, I just realized, Piggy, like, I never wanted to pick this album because I knew it wouldn't go down well. And then I realized... There's never been a better time for me to pick this up. I thought you were going to pick it. 
and Eski's album. I was really excited. But one yeah. day, one day you won't break my heart like that. No, this this album just sums up where my mindset is right now. No, I get that. Like, <laughs> I'm just hoping that, like, in my mind, I don't think. And obviously, you can't compare someone's mental health with someone else's mental health. I hope I can kind of relate when I hear this to them. No, struggle. I don't want you to relate to it. I want you to go right. Okay, if. Piggy, when you were stressed or whatever, you said before that you like what punching bags or something like that, or like what do you do when you're stressed or when oh, you're? Genuinely, I won't even go into the podcast, but like I pluck my own beard hair and I pluck, like I'm yeah. a freak. Like I yeah. do weird things. And like, like if that. you remember, a, people, yeah. yeah, and if you remember a couple of months ago when we were talking about an album, I said I like to put my headphones on, have the music blaring, and go for walks and just whatever you know. Where with this album, <laughs> I would. Just sit there with no distractions to have this album blaring in my head and hate my life. Yeah, but like that's like it's hard mm-hmm. for me to explain it to you. Like that to me is not. No, but we all have our own ways of escaping, <laughs> yeah. our, our own ways yeah. of but venting again, or like, whatever. Let me go back to but, like, that's how I vent or whatever. I know exactly, but again, like again, again, like, I need to like do more research. Like if someone said to me having a panic attack, like right, the dress you didn't have isn't in shop. They were like, I had so much anxiety. No, you didn't have anxiety because the bus didn't come on time. Anxiety, you're just get, you're getting caught up on. You, you're, yeah, you're getting caught up on how you feel I'm about. I'm not though. But like, let me Let me let me quantify something for you here, okay? You can't ever understand what might trigger someone's panic attack. It could be the smallest, stupidest thing to you, but it might be something that's enough to mentally trip them into that emotional state. It's anything. People, Greg knows, we know Greg's not going to stop fucking breathing. Like, but we also know that Greg has trouble breathing. Like, you and I know that as well as anyone else. We've stood next to the man. No, Greg's like, to me is perfectly, I'm yes. like, 100% like Greg, that's 100% a thing. Like, I'm 100%, I get Greg's. But to other people, they might not understand it. Kind of Piggy, like, you might I, not understand the dress thing. I need to stress, Piggy, that I was like you, where I had the same opinion. And you're worse than me but no, 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 don't no, say no. so and so what, no. what happened I know yeah. what you're going to talk about yeah so I knew someone who had panic attacks like let's say it was me the yeah, in a shopping centre or in the cinemas and stuff like that and I never got it I always was like for fuck's sake hop on to yourself until I got panic attacks myself and then like that were out of the blue and, I, and anxiety as well and then I realised oh there is no rhyme or reason to this sometimes it just happens and like that's life yeah. We're all wired Wait, hold differently. On. I have one question for you, Greg, right? What's the difference, in your opinion, between anxiety and a panic attack? Well, to me, anxiety is like, here's how I summed it up before, right? And I know you're like, I'm, I'm going to be honest here, but you can say already, I don't like the fact that you even asked that question because it, it sounds to me like you, you're you're trying, trying to, to decide. Them. Yeah, you're trying to, first of all, um, you're trying, like, no offense here, but you're trying to. Give say whether or not my my reason for having a panic attack or having anxiety is justifiable or not, which it's that's up to nobody else to justify that. Now my mindset is I've had anxiety and I have had panic attacks. For me, when I've had anxiety, it was how I described it was I, I've never been a nervous person when I was younger, growing up. But I remember that any time I had exams, for example. I wouldn't be nervous until that moment I sat down to sit the exam and I got those butterflies in my stomach and I'm like, I'm like holding onto my stomach and stuff like that. Where for me, I started to get those feelings just on my day-to-day life where I was just walking to work, for example, and I'm getting that feeling. 
or I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and work. I'm just like, oh my god, why is this happening to me? That's, that's anxiety. Right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, yes. That's that's anxiety is long. Anxiety is drawn yeah. out. And I just said that's beautiful. Jesus. Anyway, and to me, my panic attacks that I've had is literally a case of me sitting there watching TV, going, just trying to catch a breath because that's how it happened to me. Um, with my breathing being shit, to then going, oh. oh panicking because I'm realizing shit I can't get this breath so I'm trying even harder and harder to get that breath and because I'm trying harder and harder it's almost like my brain is making it worse for me so I'm then I remember once I was in an apartment that I was renting I literally went out to the balcony and I was hanging over the balcony just trying to breathe and like I was getting in my head I was getting close to fainting and then I started like doing things like I don't know like the person beside me was getting me to do these exercises which were like start counting down from 10 and stuff like that and just mm-hmm. try and get it out of my head you know so to me that panic attack was i was conscious of my breathing to this to the stage that i started overthinking it and the whole thing just got fucked up for me yeah. and what fixed it was getting out of my head again we're gonna have a beautiful discussion next week about it's this gonna be fantastic. I don't know it is it is um just come in with an open mind and we'll all be fine i mean yeah we're no, lo- we're we're lucky that we're not three people who just barely know each other and decide to start a podcast. Because if that was the case, this would be a very delicate topic. <laughs> yeah, no, but obviously I'm not going to go on a rant. But Greg, yeah, 100%. We'll talk about it again going forward. But to me, 100%, yeah, you're definitely – that to me is anxiety is a panic attack. But- so uh, I'll simplify it to the way that I simplify how it is for me to a lot of people because, like, I'm the same way. Um, anxiety is long. It's constant. It's it's a stream. A panic attack is the damn waterfall. It's the it's the instant. It's the now. It's the extreme yeah. cranked up a hundred percent of what you were just in. I live in the fucking stream of anxiety. I mean, my teeth are always breaking because I grind my mouth so hard. Apparently, when I sleep from stress. That was a fun thing to learn today. But anyway, guys, we've gotten so far off topic. We uh, we, we are we are on topic and we are off topic because next week's album is The Talkies by Girl Band. And I, I'm going to go back to saying what I said before. I'm fucking excited. This is a completely different genre of music. And I'm happy it means something to Greg. And I'm happy to come in and find out what it means. And I'm happy to have you steer the fucking ship again. Um, it's going to be a fun week next week. It's going to be an odd week next week, but it's going to be a fun one, I have a feeling. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> you won't be back next week. You won't be back. All right, I'm going to give, uh, before we go to the after show, I'm going to give and I, I'm going to give our podcast listeners who don't stay on Twitch and see the after show a, a quick story about Greg. Um, there was a time years and years and years ago that I was talking to Greg on Skype. We used to talk once a month. We'd check in and have a talk. There was a discussion that I was having with Greg and Piggy, and uh, Greg got up and said, hey, guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a coffee. I didn't hear from Greg. (laughs) I know this story. (laughs) For four months. (laughs) thought the man was dead. Did he get the coffee or not, Jake? I don't fucking know. He got the coffee. That is one of two long-standing jokes with Greg that – uh, em and I have is that one don't ever let Greg go off without you and get a coffee because he will not it's like a dad getting a pack of smokes Batman is not coming back and two fucking 
Greg said the first time we landed in Ireland, I could have swore I'd have made it to America before you, uh, before you ever got here. And the second time we got off the plane, just walked off and we're holding two fingers up. I'm like, it's two, bitch, two. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you guys ready for the outro? You ready to move on to the after show and keep this stuff rolling for a little bit longer? For sure. Yeah? All right. So, guys, this has been this week's album. This was a great episode. Fuck the album. We've got Greg back. As always, it's great to have him. I'll say it one more time. We missed him. We love him. And we are also happy he's back. He is the heart of this podcast, no matter what anyone thinks. So, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. And if you're staying around on Twitch, hang out. We're going to do a little bit of an after show. And if you're not on Twitch, I don't know why you're not. You're missing the fun after the show. But if you're not, thanks. We love you. Thank you for listening to our podcast and supporting us through all of this. We're getting back on the normal course come next week. This week's album was Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G. And next week, we're going to be listening to The Talkies by Girl Band. It's good. Now, next week's episode, everyone who's listening, we will be live on Tuesday. Greg will probably put out the episode on or Friday. Or it could so. be Wednesday, because I realized that the birthday party I had to attend was at 2 o'clock in the day. So I'll probably be home by 5. So pick your time. So we'll probably do it Wednesday. So, guys, next week, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day episode with the Irish guys. We got both of them back. We're doing an Irish album. I will go buy a case again. This, this is going to be a fun one. So, hey, if you're not following us on our social media, I'm not sure why, but everything's out there. It's this week's album. Give us a follow. As always, thanks for stopping by. We know these last few weeks have been chaotic, but we're getting back to normal. We love you all, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>